Good morning, everybody. It's good to be back. It's good to uh, be here and to be able to uh, celebrate Christmas with you today. And so I love this Christmas season. I love Christmas because of all of the festivities that come alongside with it. I love the lights. I love the sounds. I love the music. I love the, the food and the gatherings. But this year, it's slightly different. But even though in the slightly different, the Christmas spirit is in the air. Oftentimes, I'm called the Grinch because I don't like my Christmas too early. Um, I like my Christmas starting from December 1st. Anything earlier than that, I'm just like, don't turn on any Christmas music, don't put on any lights, don't do any of that. And and because of that, I've been called the Grinch several times by my wife um, and also by my uh, old staff member named Kasia, she used to love just playing Christmas music in the in the office at, in November. I'm just like, turn that off! Like it's not it's not Christmas yet. So I've been called the Grinch. But needless to say, I love Christmas. I love this season. And this year, 2020, has been so weird that even for myself, I needed that Christmas spirit early. And so we actually decorated our house and had. Christmas music playing in November, and this is a first for me. But one of the other reasons that we we did that is also because my daughter Faith was born November 19th. I knew that if I didn't do it before November 19th, it will never be done. And that would have that actually reigns very true because we've been so busy in this last month with Faith. It's been a joy to have her in our family. Uh, but yeah, I we I said, you know what, we just need to do it before she comes. And so we did it, and I did it with Judah and got him involved in it, and he loved it. He, the, the day that we decorated, we, uh, well, I kind of unpacked everything. We kind of sort of decorated, let him decorate the tree. He only decorates the bottom. And then we sent him off to bed, and then so I had to like rearrange everything, move everything up to the top of the tree. But then he came down halfway through the night, not even halfway through the night, Steph and I were still downstairs, and he came down, and his eyes just lit up. And he looked into the living room, and he's just like, it's Christmas. And it's just that special moment. And I love sharing Christmas with my kids. I love sharing Christmas with, um, and seeing Christmas kind of new through, through my kids' eyes. It's true, though. Everybody around the world, there's very, very seldom to find people that don't like Christmas. Christmas is the only holy day that is also a major secular holiday. The result is that what, of what happens is we get two very different celebrations. We're observing the same season, but there's a tension in what we're celebrating. If we celebrate Jesus, do we say no to Santa? And if we say yes to Santa, do we diminish the story of Jesus? Well, I'm not going to answer that question for you today, so there's that. But what I do want to observe is a very well-known Christmas story that is told and how this narrative is more than just a story that defines this holiday and our faith, but it's also part of your story. But before we get into it, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that we are here gathered together, not physically, but gather together 
emotionally and spiritually and, te- and through technology. That, Father God, we could come and celebrate your birth and we could come and celebrate this Christmas season and to give glory and honor to who you are. So, Father God, as we go into Scripture today, as we celebrate this Christmas season, Lord, remind us of who you are and and the great news and the good news of great joy. So, Lord, as we turn our eyes and our, 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 our hearts towards you, Lord, may you speak to us individually and may we be that cloud of witness for you. So, Lord, we thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Most of us that grew up in the church probably know the Christmas story. For those that didn't grow up in church probably has seen snippets or know a little bit about the Christmas story. But here today, I'm going to introduce my son Judah, and he's going to tell you a little bit of the Christmas story today. How are you guys doing? How's that doing? Say Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Okay, today we're going to talk about Christmas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so what is the Christmas story? Who is Christmas about? There's a star right here. Yeah, that's a star right there. Christmas star? Who's Christmas about? Baby Jesus? Yeah. Is it Baby Jesus? Is it Jesus' birth story? Yeah. Yeah. Who is Jesus? Is Jesus our? Jesus is our Savior. Born. Born. Yeah, Jesus is born. Jesus Christ is? Born. Born. Okay. So if we look at Jesus' story, who is Jesus' mommy? The baby. Who is Jesus' mommy? Who is this? Who's this? Who's this one? This is Jesus' daddy? Oh, yeah! Aww! Christmas is about Jesus, yeah. No, born! Jesus is born, yeah, Jesus is born. So where is Jesus born? What is this? This is a, is it a, a house. It's a house. Is it a barn? Who's this? It's a donkey! Whoa. Did Mary and Joseph ride in on a donkey? No, come back here. No, no, come back here. <laughs> <laughs> so did the angels speak to Mary and say, you're gonna have a... A baby, a baby sister. A baby, you're gonna have a baby. A baby sister. Okay, so so the angel says to Mary, you're going to have a baby sister. No, a baby. And you're going to name him? What's his name? What's his name? Oh, baby. 
Baby Jesus, yeah, it's gonna be named to Baby Jesus. And so Baby Jesus um, is going to be born. And so the angel goes and talks to who? Who is this? Grass. Who is this? That's grass, I know. Who is this though? Is this Joseph? Yeah. Joseph. And Joseph. says, Joseph, you need to take Mary back to Bethlehem and have a baby. So they go back to Bethlehem and there's no more room. So where do they have to stay? Where do they have to stay? Right here. Right here. What's here? This is a barn. A barn. Yeah. No, a house. A house. There was no room in any inn, so they had to stay in a barn. Baby Jesus is born. Right? So born, Mary, Joseph, baby Jesus. And the angels go and talk to the shepherds. The shepherds were in the field. They were watching the what? They were watching the sheep. They're looking after Jesus. They're looking for Jesus. Yeah. And so the angel goes, follow the star and find Jesus born in a manger. And so the shepherd goes and finds Jesus in a manger. After that, what happens? Who are these guys? Three wise men. What do the three wise men bring? What are they holding? Presents. Presents. And who are the presents for? For baby Jesus. For baby Jesus. And so they give baby Jesus a gift, right? Why is Jesus so important to us? Because he's our. Bats. He's our what? So Jesus is born today. Jesus born today. To be our sister. Savior. Savior. <laughs> Not sister, Savior. Okay, say bye everybody. Bye everybody. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching. See you next time. See you next time. Well, this is a familiar story, a familiar story that is packed full of theological imagery and allegories and profound symbolisms, yet it is simple enough for a three-year-old to understand and retell. Yet the story is also complex enough for theologians to spend a lifetime in studying. I feel that the story that is told is summed up and these verses here found in Luke 2, and it says this, And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Here in Luke, the angels appear to a group of shepherds in the field and say, There is Good news of great joy for everyone in the world because a Savior is born. This is what Christmas is about. It is the announcement of the gospel intersecting with the world. The good news of great joy for all people of a Savior is the gospel message. If you were told that there's someone that could save you from everything you're experiencing and challenged with, if they come to you today and say, 
there's, a, there's someone that can save you. Would that be good news? I mean, in light of 2020, we could all use some good news, am I right? If I told you that there was someone that could cure COVID-19, not just the virus, it's not a vaccine, but it cures everything that came along with COVID-19, all of the loneliness, all of the financial crisis, the relational tensions, the sickness, the loss of loved ones, the broken hearts, would you not be eager to find out what it is? This is the good news of great joy, that Jesus is coming. Jesus coming is the answer to all of life's problems. In Isaiah 9, verse 6, it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. That, he should, he, that the child that is to come is a wonderful counselor. He is a mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. That born this day is a child that will be called these things. These four titles that are used to describe this child belongs to God alone. So what does this then tell us? It means that, that this child that is born is not just human, but that this is God. That when we celebrate today, we are not just celebrating Jesus being born, that he is the mighty God and everlasting Father. That the good news that God is here to play out is a story of salvation. That this is not just a narrative of the birth of Jesus, but the beginning of a narrative that gives us our salvation. This is what marks the reconciliation of man to God. This is where we see that God is here and he is mighty to save. That a savior is here for us. But here's the thing is, sometimes we don't know what we need to be saved from. You see, this is a place where we all are a little dumbfounded sometimes. Because some of us don't know what, what do I need to be saved from. Some of us live pretty good lives, we, we're, we're moral, we do our best, we, we find our success, we work hard, we have good determination, we don't really sin that much, and, and the little that we sin, well, all the good makes up for all of that. On the flip side, some of us, we live lives that are so horrendous that we feel like we don't deserve to be saved. That the things that we have done and the choices that we have made are so bad that we live in a place where we don't feel like we can be saved. Both of these mindsets have one thing in common. And the thing that is in common here is that we always look at ourselves. We focus on what we do, and this is precisely what we need to be saved from. It's ourselves. The first sin, the fall of man, is not a sin of adultery. It wasn't a sin of murder. It wasn't a sin of stealing or lying. The first sin was one where we think that we can be God and ruler of our own lives. When Eve took that bite into the fruit, her desire was to be wise, to be independent from God. That was a temptation. The first sin wasn't any of these other things. The first sin was, I want my independence. 
What separates us from God is the desire to live life without God. Some of us say, well, that's not true. I like God. Well, that's great. I like jelly-filled donuts. And when I'm stressed and when I feel down and low, I get myself a jelly-filled donut because it makes me feel better. Sometimes there are days where it's harder. Recently, I've been eating a lot of jelly donuts, <laughs> so that tells you a lot. There's a new baby, so many things you forget, and you're so tired all the time. So <laughs> I've been eating a little more jelly donuts. It probably shows, too. But... Jelly donuts make me feel better, but it's not something that I have every day. It's not something that will modify my lifestyle. It's not something that will change my life choices or make me act differently or to be a better person. You see, it's not enough just to like Jesus. It's not enough just to have Jesus alongside of your life. You see, throughout Jesus' ministry, Jesus was either hated and people were furious at what he was doing, or they knelt down and worshipped him. Nobody ever just liked him. Jesus is not a motivational speaker. He wasn't there just to make us feel good about ourselves or give us good suggestions in how we are to live. When Jesus spoke, he gave life and he transformed lives. If we believe that Jesus is God, then our posture is one that worships him and serves him, and that our lives are no longer ours, but his. Jesus is the mighty God and everlasting Father. Jesus' might was not just about overcoming hardship, but it was his willingness to go through human hardship. This is what about this is about Jesus' compassion and empathy that gives him the power to transform our heart. Because of this, Jesus is also our wonderful counselor and prince of peace. And in 2020, we all could use some counseling, am I right? That in all of the things that's been, that we've been going through and have seen, and there's all these things that's bombarded us with me, in, in the media with Black Lives Matter and, and all of these fake news things and political things and COVID-19 and, and so, many, so many things that have popped up in 2020, we all could use some counsel, counsel. God is one that understands that. God knows what it feels like to suffer. He knows what we need to step into the courage that we, we need to go through life. He knows what injustice feels like. He knows what torture feels like. He knows what death is. That Jesus had lived a life just like yours and gone through the same things that you are going through. If we were to be honest with this last year, there are some really great things that have come out of this year. There are some really good things that have come out of this year, and we've heard that even through the testimonies this morning. But it's been a challenging year. Our lives were forced into a place where there is a new normal, a new normal of wearing masks, of social distancing, of not being able to see our friends or family, of not being able to go out to our favorite cafes and restaurants without feeling you're, that you're doing something wrong. Our world has been flipped, turned upside down. My son Judah 
Actually, during this pandemic, his life is actually pretty good, I would have to say. For the most part, he doesn't have to go to daycare, which he hated going to daycare anyways. Mom and dad are always home. We're both working from home. So, so in so many ways, my shy, introverted boy was living actually his best life during the pandemic. But about a month ago, when we welcomed our, do- our daughter Faith, his baby sister, all of a sudden, his world was flipped upside down. I do want to say that Judah has been pretty amazing um, throughout this whole transition in this last month. He's trying, still trying to figure out where, where, how, how everything is. But he also realizes how much attention that faith needs, that the baby needs, and that a lot of this attention is now diverted to her and he doesn't get it anymore that this is his new normal and that this is his new, 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 new way of living, that his, his life of a family of three is now no longer ever going to be possible. So in some ways, this is his pandemic. J- Judah has put up with, and he, I have to say, he, emotionally he has been extremely good. And he's been very patient with us. But there was one night I was giving him a bath just like every other day, and in the process of rinsing the soap off of him, some water got into his eyes, and I know that he hates the feeling of water going into his eyes, and he started crying and screaming, and to a point where he was screaming and crying until I took him out of the bath, dried him off, and he was still crying. I dressed him, got him ready for bed, and he just could not stop crying. So I looked at him, and I said, why are you still crying? Are you okay? And he said, I just want to cry. And I think for him, it was a moment of just this release of just weeks of pent up emotions of, I have, my world is different right now. I don't get the attention of mom and dad that I used to get. And I just, I don't like this. And he just cried and cried and cried. And so what I did was I just held him and said, it's okay to cry. I held him in my arms. I rocked him and I said, just let it out. Everything that he's had to accept and everything that he's had to go through, that things are different. He's not a kid that likes change. But as a father, I wanted, to, I wanted him to know, yes, Things are different now, but I'm always here to comfort you. I'm always here to hold you and let you cry. And that is our God. He is our counselor. He is that, that father that wants to just hold us in these times where we just feel like all I want to do is cry. I don't, this, this year has brought out so many things where I just don't like And God's like, I am the wonderful counselor. That I am here to counsel you because I know exactly what you're going through. I know the emotions that you're dealing with. That Jesus understands our suffering. In Luke 2, verse 14, it says this, that in the King James Version, it says this, it says, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. What this peace that is coming 
is not just a general peacefulness of being trouble-free, but the peace is referring to the end of a warfare. It is about peace with God, to break free from the struggle of independence from God. It is to know that we have conflict with God, and so now we are presented with peace. Tim Keller puts it this way. He says this, Not only have I done bad things, but even the good things I have done have been done to be my own savior, to assert my independence from my creator and redeemer. So I need to be saved by sheer grace because even the right things I do have been done for the wrong reasons. I need to rest wholly in Jesus' saving work on my behalf. Christmas means that peace has come and is available with God. And when you have peace with God, you can have peace with everyone else. Christmas is a celebration of Jesus who was born this day. That the gospel, the good news is here through our Savior who is the almighty God and everlasting Father and wonderful counselor and prince of peace. Christmas is about our Savior being born, but it's also about you being given the opportunity also to be born. And in that way, you are part of this Christmas story. Today, we are able to hear four people give testimony of what Jesus has done and how they have given their lives to him. A new life is birthed out of it. Christmas is a new birth for all mankind into a new life with God. That when we were baptized, we're declaring that we were made new to be born again, that this story, your story, is only possible because of the Christmas story. That your story begins with the Christmas story. We all have a born-again story, and that story begins with the original Christmas story of a Savior that is born this day. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that we're able to come and celebrate your birth. But Lord, that you remind us of who you are and that you are a savior that has come to this world to save all of mankind. So Father God, as we come before you, we ask that you remind us of our posture, that our posture is here to worship you and to give you our all because you have given your life. So Father God, as we enter into the Christmas season, Lord, may we reflect on all that you've done. May we come to you for the counsel and when we come to you to make peace with you, knowing that you are a mighty God that can change all of these things and that you are the everlasting Father that will continue to love us and pour, pour your love down into our lives. So Lord, we thank you and we pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. Well, Merry Christmas, everybody. Thank you for joining us for our Christmas service. Um, December 24th, which is this coming Wednesday evening, 8 p.m., I just want to remind you that we will have our candlelight service. Get your candles ready for for the service as well, um, and we will see you on Wednesday night. It was Thursday.